Woot, woot, Welcome back to the Alcast Season 3, Episode 4, a.k.a. Episode 38 of the Alcast, with your host, Al Adams, a.k.a. The Kid, who talks all that fighting, all that football, all that boxing. We got the clip of the week. We got some extra features on the pod we're going to try out today, see how they work in. You know, you know, always making upgrades, always, always going to make the upgrades. Shout out. Shout out upgrades, shout out, big shout out upgrades, shout out. You know how it is, I think we still recording, allegedly recording in progress. <laughs> hey, all around me are familiar faces. I'm just looking through my soundboard right now. <laughs> I won't bug you guys too much with it, but hey. You know, we got features, boy. We got features. Mm. Alright, let's get into it. Enough playing around. You know this is the Alcast. You can find us on YouTube as well, at the Alcast. Follow my new Reddit community at r slash Association. That's Kings with a Z. All that good stuff. Starting with the world of football, shall we? We've seen all kinds of news and goings-on post the Super Bowl. Of course, the Bucks won the Super Bowl and had a nice little parade when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, holding them out of the end zone the entire game. Probably the first team to do that the entire season. Yeah, that's a punch. That's another punch. Kansas City. <laughs> Those are for you. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady wasn't playing around, you know. Not at all. And uh, now we've seen players like Adrian Peterson come out saying they want to go to the box. And I'm sure he will not be the only one. They've got some, of course, contracts to negotiate work in. I'm sure they want to keep a lot of their staff and players together from the Super Bowl winning team. But I'm sure there'll be lots of players, as in maybe J.J. Watt, looking to go to Super Bowl contenders, though a lot of people are talking about him going to the Steelers to play with his family or go to the Browns. J.J. Watt, now the uh, top free agent on the market after being released by the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson being the last lonely boy left over there in Houston. Uh, hopefully uh, he gets out of there too. Free my man Deshaun Watson. He don't. He really deserved better. Like I think the New York Jets would be an interesting fit for him if they could potentially move Sam Darnold. Even though I know general management in that organization has talked about holding on to him as well. And Ravens football team, my home gang, my home flock, Ravens flock nation. Uh, Des Bryant's been reported to be leaving the team in the offseason, not being brought back to the Ravens wide receiver core, as I'm sure we'll be looking at some uh, wide receiver free agents, as well as offensive line and a couple other things that need to be addressed. I know the r slash Ravens group on Reddit is uh, in hot debate of what positions need to be filled on the team and what needs to be done to push our playoff run a little deeper next season hopefully we can get Lamar's for a Super Bowl next season 
think we're in a good spot to get back to another playoff run and hopefully make it a little deeper next time. As I mentioned, we saw that playoff parade over there in Tampa Bay with uh, drunk Tom Brady tossing around trophies boat to boat. Lots of people getting on his ass over that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just give props to Tommy. I like to see the guy have a good time. Seven rings is no joke. Probably going to go down as the best player of all time. Definitely now best quarterback of all time if he hadn't already locked that down. But, uh, you know, in... I don't know if he's got the biggest dub out of all the quarterbacks this offseason, even getting that Super Bowl win and getting some clout for throwing trophies around. I think there's a backup quarterback named Mason Rudolph who plays for the Ops, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's now got the biggest dub of the offseason so far, posting a Valentine's big picture with tennis star Eugenie Bouchard on Instagram saying that's his Valentine's Day date. She of course, looking very nice in a red bikini. Big fan of that Eugenie Bouchard, fellow Canadian. Uh, used to be a good IG follow as well. Highly recommend you boys go check that out. But uh, she looks like she's getting locked down with the old Mason. The old Dolph. The old Mason Rudolph. Pulling a baddie, getting the biggest dub of the offseason thus far. Other uh, football news unfortunately former nfl cornerback star adam pacman jones has been arrested for assault and battery uh always sad to see these nfl players after their careers over just in the off season getting into this getting into that getting in trouble so yeah you don't want to look too much more into that until more details about the case come out just want to keep you guys abreast with the situation Maurice Pouncey, Steelers center, has announced his retirement from the league. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger probably being quite upset about that, having played together for a long time. Maurice Pouncey, of course, a big college star as well, had links to Aaron Hernandez. And, uh, yeah, he was a good center, man. What more can I say? He was a Pittsburgh Steeler, so like I couldn't have too much love for him being a Ravens fan, but... Um, yeah, he's, he's gone up and decided he's about done. Offensive lineman, man, they take a hell of a beat and they never really get the, uh, full credit they deserve because obviously they're not scoring touchdowns or, uh, making the big highlight reel plays, but they kind of do all the, the dirty work in the trenches, offensive and defensive linemen. So I like to give them a little bit of time on the old pod. And last little bit of football news. We've seen the continuation of the FCF, or Fan Controlled Football League, going on. Johnny Menzel playing there, scoring a long-running touchdown. It's an in just thought I'd mention it because it's an interesting concept. And uh, seeing him back in action, I knew he was playing in the CFL briefly as well. And I think it's like the fans all have access to an app where they control what plays are called and what the teams do on the field. So I don't know about the, what kind of coaching there is or how they operate that on the sidelines. But uh, I definitely want to look more into it to see like uh, this fan-controlled football because I've only seen a couple highlights now. And it's an interesting concept anyways. All right. Switching uh switching topics to MMA and boxing, shall we? Indeed. We will start with the world of MMA, shall we? 
In last night's action, we saw Usman versus Burns go down on the weekend, of course, for the welterweight title. Kamaru Usman getting a fifth-round stoppage TKO over Gilbert Burns after getting rocked in the first round. Uh, he came back and won all the rounds after that, outstriking Gilbert Burns, busting his face up, uh, knocking him down with hard, heavy punches, and finishing him off with some ground and pound on the ground. Uh, scooting his legs to the side and throwing in some large looping punches that had Gilbert Burns right on the edge of being knocked out before the ref jumped in and saved him. Uh, sad to see Gilbert Burns very emotional after the fight, crying in the octagon and uh, being very emotional with his coaches. And uh, Kamaru, obviously, former teammates, you could see his, his heart was uh, feeling for Gilbert Burns as he had a dream to be a champion too, and I'm sure he could picture himself being in the the loser's shoes and uh, this probably being difficult for them as former teammates as well. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see where both guys go from here as as a very dominant victory. Gilbert Burns obviously will have to work hard to get himself back up to a title shot. Kamaru calling out Jorge Masvidal after the fight which would be interesting as uh, their first fight was on very short notice for Jorge. Didn't really have time to train properly for the fight, basically just time to cut weight and showed up and believe went the whole distance with Kamaru. A lot of clinching along the cage in that fight. But Usman did his thing, got out of there with the win. Congrats to the champ. Now the probably right up there with GSP for most dominant welterweight champ in UFC history. Other MMA news, Stefan Struve, UFC heavyweight, the skyscraper, has announced his retirement from the game after a long UFC tenure. Um, many people knowing him for his highlights, seeing his uh, long, just, yeah, he's the skyscraper, right? He's like six foot seven or something like that. Incredibly long arms and legs, but seemed like he never could reach his full potential with getting there with uh, smaller guys, you'd catch him with a lot of overhand shots like Roy Nelson, Ty Tuivasa. He's kind of on the bad end of a lot of highlight reels. Mark Hunt of guys just putting him against the cage and throwing overhand shots, knocking him out. But yeah, congrats to uh, Steph Strew for announcing his retirement. Hopefully, he'll have a nice post career with uh, whatever he chooses to do. Mike Perry and Darren Till had a brief chat on social media, which was captured. Let's I'll find pull up a quick clip of that for you guys. As lots of people are talking about it right now, a nice little kind of friendly banter back and forth between Mike Perry and Darren Till. It's talking about their former sparring, Till offering to coach him and that kind of thing. Uh, both offering words of encouragement to each other. <laughs> Nice to see in MMA when there's so much kind of fake beef going on. I'm gonna go for you, but I've fucking battered you. You're too small, I told you, you're tiny. How can you beat me? How? How were you, you... bleeding then? You would have won. Stop yourself! Stop your behavior, mate! <laughs> ah, you. You bastard. <laughs> you're a cunt, mate. <laughs> I know you love it's me, gonna be good. I, You know, my plan was to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be I'm going to say, hey, Darren, and kind of shake your hand, and then 
hit your ass right when you least expected it, but... <laughs> Perry, you know I don't care about that, mate. But what we'll do is, right, we'll do what we did last time. No cameras, no people spectating, and we'll have a proper fight this time. No, but that. I know you want to get paid. You want to get paid, don't you? Yeah, so you want to get paid? Nah, I'll do it for You want to get paid? Oh, you don't give a fuck. I mean, we always want to get paid, though, don't we? Of course. But listen, I'll punch your head off, mate. You're too, you're tiny. You're too slow. I'm too quick for you, Petty. Too quick. <laughs> no, no. Yes. You're the, you're the fat one. You're the fat one. <laughs> and there's just a little, little back and forth between those two. They went on for another seven minutes or so. You can find that online if you so choose. Uh, Garbrandt has come out in his recent podcast with Joe Rogan, pitching a potential fight for Jose Aldo as his next opponent at bantamweight. Also slating if that fight's not available, he'll get in there with anybody, but in particular a title fight at flyweight with Devison Figueredo after he's done with his rematch with Brandon Moreno interests him. And... There's been a lot of action at Bantamweight right now. It's a hot division, so there's a few p- opponents out there for Cody Garbrandt. Maybe Marlon Cheeto Vera would be an interesting fight. Um, maybe the loser of this coming, Peter Yan versus uh, Aljamain Sterling. And that could boost him into a, a title shot. TJ Dillashaw is coming back from his um, two-year suspension. That fight would have a lot of pull. And yeah, Cody Garbrandt, man, he's coming off one of the knockouts of the year last year. So hopefully after he's beaten this battle he's had with COVID and some injuries that he gets back in there soon, saying that he would like to get in there in April. So soon enough. Also on that Usman versus Burns card last night on the main card, some notable wins. We saw Macy Barber pick up another decision win working her way to a women's title fight and Calvin Gastelum got back in the win column at middleweight which was good to see uh, obviously Calvin Gastelum I think doesn't get the props that he deserves either giving current champion Israel Adesanya his hardest uh, fight by far so far in the UFC and Marvin Vittori as well as another name to mention as he's got a fight with Darren Till who we just heard from but Marvin Vittori actually did put in uh, some decent work in his fight against Israel Adesanya as well so that'd be a fight to see down the line as well maybe a Gastelum versus Vittori fight could be interesting Um, another MMA fight that's been put out there and announced by the UFC is Diego Sanchez Donald Cerrone Two former Jackson Wink stablemates, teammates, now on opposite teams, but we'll be getting back in there for one last run for Diego Sanchez anyway, potentially for Donald Cerrone as well, as I know both guys have kind of talked about uh, being uh, coming to the end of their fighting careers, picking up some hard fights here and there, uh, being on the bad end of some of those fights, but showing a lot of toughness and grit and guys I both have a lot of respect for. They've been in the game as far as, as long back as I started following it. Diego Sanchez being in 
was he in the Ultimate Fighter 1 house, or one of the early Ultimate Fighter houses anyways, and I can remember Donald Cerrone coming from the WEC, and before that even seeing him on the Fight Network back in the day, in this uh, MMA kind of documentary, I guess, where he was picked up by the tap-out guys, and uh, they kind of followed his career around, driving around in RV from like these local MMA shows, fight to fight, and it was interesting to see the early days of MMA and Donald Cerrone being like this road dog who'd just kind of pull up his RV to wherever he was going and get a fight in like some nowhere town and just beating up guys for cash. It is, uh, it's a good watch. I can't remember what it was called, but maybe look up Donald Cerrone MMA documentary and look for something from a long time ago. In that I'm kind of leaning towards Donald. Diego Sanchez has kind of looked like he's declining more as of late. Cerrone looked all right in that Nico Price fight. It's too bad there was so many eye pokes, but that that was a, a good back and forth fight. And uh, yeah, I'm pulling for the Donald in that one. Diego Sanchez and his corner and coach are kind of, you know, <laughs> the less said about them, the better maybe. All right, let's switch over to the world of boxing, shall we? Between uh, Josh Warrington, Mauricio Lara, and of course that was quite the uh, quite the fight, eh? Quite the upset for um, Mauricio Lara, biggest upset of the year in boxing, to get the ninth round knockout over Josh Warrington, who most people were picking to win that one. Eddie Hearn's kind of got a bad record going for a. Uh, last minute replacement Mexicans coming through and beating his boys. He's going to start looking to other countries for some, uh, some opponents because yeah, that's not working out great for him. Josh Warrington's of course got a quite the road to come back from now, especially sucks for him after he vacated his IBF belt and Mauricio Lara becomes the new name in that division, throwing uh, some heavy shots and, uh, looking really good in there against a hard uh, fight like Josh Warrington. And on the undercard of that, we saw Zelfa Barrett pick up a very uh, talked-about decision, I guess you could say. Many people being heavily critical of boxing decisions recently, especially coming out of the UK, as he picked up a decision over Kiko Martinez, and two of the three decisions read out people heavily disagreed with giving way too many rounds to Zelfa Barrett in a very contentious back-and-forth fight, with Martinez obviously picking up several rounds that weren't given to him. So I'd like to see a rematch in that one. Uh, Eddie Hearn talking about a potential rematch already. Zelfa, I'm sure, uh, thinks he edged it and wants to move on, but Kiko Martinez really deserves another go at that one. Pacquiao versus Crawford has been rumored after the... Potential rumors of Pacquiao Ryan Garcia fell through. And, um, yeah, I think that'd be an interesting fight. Pacquiao was reportedly wanting $40 million for that fight, which I don't know if the, that kind of purse is available in the current climate. I know Canelo was having a hard time getting those $35 million purses from DAZN for his fight contract. And, uh, yeah, 40 for a Manny Pacquiao-Terrence Crawford fight. I don't know, especially after... Bob Arum coming out and saying that he couldn't 
Yeah, he couldn't hang on to Terrence Crawford because of the demands for the money he has. Another heavyweight uh, fight pitched out there recently. Going down in the UK is a fighter out of Sam Jones' stable, which is currently rattling off wins. Is going against American heavyweight Chris Lovejoy, who is allegedly 19-0, but there is no video of any of his fights and many people are skeptical of what kind of opposition he's he was facing down there in mexico being promoted by don king as well there's usually some shadiness going down behind the scenes so many people saying is he 19 and 0 against some mexican ring sweepers or that kind of thing because he is a big unit and he looks like a powerful guy but i haven't watched too much footage from him and He's going up against a guy making his pro debut, so that's an interesting fight. Definitely keep your eyes on Chris Lovejoy. Tiafimo Lopez going up against George Cambosis is in lightweight purse bids right now. That should be going down in April. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So I'm sure that's a fight Eddie Hearn would love to get his hands on as well and promote. Uh, Tia Fimo coming off his biggest win of his career, just beating Lomachenko. Cambosis just competing on a matchroom card, looking good. And of course, the end of the month fight between Canelo Alvarez and Yildrim is coming up as well. Billy Joe Saunders is supposed to be in the audience for that one, for their next fight that if Canelo gets through Yildrim. They, they will have on deck for May. And of course, in YouTube boxing news, we're going to see a potential fight between Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom, which is uh, <laughs> all these YouTube fights, eh? I think I think nine out of ten times I beat I be JJ. First thing I did this morning was sneezed three times. Yeah, those uh, those YouTube fights. What more can you say? But I don't know. It's like a car crash. I'm gonna have my my eyes on this Aaron Carter versus Lamar Odom fight. It's an interesting little matchup. And Odom, I just saw a video of him hitting pads yesterday. And you might, I haven't seen Aaron Carter doing any training wise, but I might have him <laughs> have the edge on him because Odom did not look exactly like the most coordinated guy on the pads. And Aaron said in interviews, I know some people call him a bit of a compulsive liar, that he's got a bit of training under his belt. And he's also kind of, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a, you know, he's a character. And you, you can't, you can't fight crazy. <laughs> so I might just be edging him. I'd like to see what the odds are. I might put a little cheeky underdog bet on Aaron Carter. Um... I'm going to find a clip of the week for you guys. We've run through all the football, MMA, and boxing news. So for that brief break I had, there was a bit of an interruption in the recording, but do what you can here. Sometimes you make lemons out of lemonade. Sometimes you make lemon schnapps. Sometimes this, sometimes that. I'm still learning, still getting better on the pod in season three, you know? Let's play you guys the clip for the biggest UFC card coming up here at the start of March with three title fights on the card. Adesanya, Blackowitz, Nunes, Anderson, Yan versus Sterling. Ignore the ad. Folks. You are looking at the 
the undisputed greatest middleweight in the world at present, the champion remains Israel Adesanya. What he wants to do is leave behind a lasting legacy. Who else am I going to fight a middleweight? I'm going to get that lightweight belt next. And now the path to light heavyweight gold goes to Poland. John Blachowicz. I'm here. I'm waiting for you. You got champion versus champion with huge stakes on the line. That is one of three championship fights. Talk about a stacked fight card. I am a legend. I am the coach. Yeah, that was just part of the clip. You can find that trailer on the UFC's YouTube channel. The second clip of the week I'm going to play for you guys on a more entertaining note is called When Someone Plays Sweet Caroline in a Boston Subway. I went down a rabbit hole of these uh, people singing at sporting events or people singing or dancing in public randomly. It's not a bad one to get lost into for a bit. Puts a smile on your face. Got a little bit of leg on that. I don't know why. Top comment is, yes, a time where we could still do things like this. <laughs> Which I'd edit to say, ah, yes, a time where we could still do things. Just things in general besides going to work, you know. But, you know, we're coming out of it now, and there's some vaccines and that going out. So, here's hoping, eh? Here's hoping. There's another video with that sweet Caroline. Just played out a lot of soccer songs, and Darren Till walked out to it in Liverpool. And there's a great video of him coming out to that song and the crowd singing along with it before he got into the octagon a couple years ago. Other songs going on at big sporting events and the soccer, people on their way to games, uh, people just out in the streets around sporting events. That's why you like those things for the for the atmosphere with the fans and for those spontaneous moments where people come together and you know get reminded about the the better things of humanity sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, like I mentioned, those good public performances of songs or at games, all blacks doing the, the hack at their rugby matches and whatnot, that kind of thing. Not a bad rabbit hole to go down, folks. Not bad one at all, at all, at all. There's also a few great boxing documentaries I could recommend to you guys. I went down a rabbit hole of watching a couple Joseph Vincent boxing ones. He had a good one made out recently about Canelo. Um, now you in a way, Errol Spence Jr., as well as some uh, other documentaries. 
there's an MMA one about the Conor McGregor Habib uh, beef called Location by Hizzer Edits. That's very popular. I think over 7 million views. The amazing Joe Calzaghe documentary. Um, and another boxing documentary called Kings of the Ring. Also a brief chronolo- chronology of the 1990s heavyweight division by Rummy's Corner. There's just a few for you to sink your teeth into if you're a boxing and MMA head. Well, that's about all the cups of the week and some good cheeky recommendations for you guys to watch. Been some more fights in basketball as recently, and I was thinking maybe I could talk about more of that on future podcasts. <laughs> Not just the fights, but some of the games as well. Maybe some, some Toronto Raptors news as a Canadian. Be good to cover now that football is done for the year probably not gonna have as much of that to talk about for quite some time as i'm gonna follow the cfl a little bit but never that much and i'm not really into the college ball so there's plenty of other people that will uh will cover that as well so maybe look at some more basketball which i'm a fan of as well could get more into that Uh, i've been getting owned in fifa as i've upped the difficulty as of late and not fun you know <laughs> i'm gonna lower it back down and start winning by five goals again because i hate losing um jeremy lynn he's become the goat of the g league in basketball putting 29 points in against the new york g league team and other random news the baby came out and said his price has gone up to 300k for a feature on a song so congrats on the baby for getting paid that about covers it you guys hope you enjoyed the pod this week and uh appreciate y'all for listening let's go champ (laughs) and uh hopefully this new soundboard didn't annoy you too much i was just having a good time with it uh seeing if i could incorporate it into the show a bit i know my timing's not always the great but uh you know we still working on it and um you know keep those wheel kicks going keep those flying knees going on the haters like your Corey sandhagen keep that stiff jab like your camaro going up in there against gilbert burns putting him up down swing and punches like your lara going for the upset and uh yeah catching passes like you're the uh, wide receiver's boat and Tom Brady's throwing the Lombardi trophy at you. You got to be clutch when that happens. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks for listening.